You think if Ted Cruz is president, he'll rename all the battleships to cruise ships? <laughs> no? Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Alright guys, here we are. This is the live, well it's not live, The la- I don't know what's live and what's not anymore, but we just live blog for what, six hours of GOP Something debate? Something like that, it was, it was uh, exhilarating <laughs> and exhausting. It felt like, and we're going to skip the formalities, you know, I, I, screw the introduction, screw this whole thing, we're just going to get right into it, because a lot went on tonight, and today, earlier, uh, obviously I'll do, I'll do this a quick intro, we've got Brian Williams sitting next to me as usual, this is a Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor style format of a show, our GOP debate reaction show. So, Brian, why don't you just tell us what you were drinking? And, and well, as you know, or you don't know, I'm about to tell you guys, uh, we are all we all kind of had a, a candidates we were sort of assigned to to check out during this GOP debate. So we're going to talk. You can tell us what candidates that you were looking at the most here and what you're drinking, and then we'll uh, we'll bring in the rest of the crew. All right, sounds good to me. So I was assigned uh, Rand Paul. We did a draft, by the way. Mark Dunch, we actually did a draft, and it fell. Rand Paul fell to me. It seemed to make the, the most sense because I do the Rand Paul losses and minuses on the website but i got Rand paul and mike huckabee so i i've got the huckster and and shockingly well we'll get into it more later but they were yes, two yes, of the yes. better ones but i'm also drinking a little bit embarrassed to say it i'm drinking a malibu rum and <laughs> coke right now delicious look malibu rum is delicious my fiance is bringing over the old smuggler too which bad is i'm not gonna let her in the room because it's gonna interrupt the oh you're letting her in the room oh, i'm no, drinking that old smuggler no we're not so anyway, um, those are, that's what i'm going Great, and we're going to kick it over to Pittsburgh. Who do I got in Pittsburgh? It's John Odermatt. What's up? What's going on, man? Nothing. Just finishing, uh, waiting for you to restart your computer. <laughs> yeah, it uh, wasn't a debate or anything, John. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so what are you drinking over there, and, and what candidates did you have your eye on tonight? I feel like this is like the, the, the speed round of uh, LILDL. It is. is <laughs> I got it? the... <laughs> if you, if anybody the... listens on double speed, it'll really be quadruple speed, because we're going to record the show in double speed. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking Dad's Hat, uh, rye whiskey, which I've drank before. Fantastic. Great whiskey. And I got uh, Ben Carson and Jeb Bush. I took Jeb first, and I got Ben, I think, uh, I don't know, sometime in the second round. All right. And we're going to kick it over to... Is it Leesburg, Virginia? Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I got it right. It only took me like six years to figure out where in Virginia you live. Howie Snowden, what's going yep, on? I'm just drinking some Pilsner Kell tonight. It's uh, work tomorrow morning early. And uh, I was watching Chris Christie and Scott Walker tonight. Christie and Walker. All right. Good times. And we've got one more guest, our panel of five here, Mr. J.B. Lubin, all the way from Philly. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much, man. Just enjoyed some uh, high-class entertainment tonight, so I'm ready to sit down and chat about it. Fantastic. Well, great. So, and who are you? Okay, I didn't even ask you any of the questions. I was ready to just move right on. <laughs> what are you drinking, who, and who are you looking at? Uh, I have a little tequila tonight. Tequila? Some, uh, Camarena. Oh yeah, tequila night for me. Excellent. Camarena, Reposado. Very tasty and reasonably priced. I'm always shocked when you're wondering. anybody drink tequila, like, Ugh. optionally, where they aren't bought a shot where and someone didn't do force it. To, yeah. yeah, that's the only way oh. I ever drink tequila. There's, there's good Just tequila the price, out man. there, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There it is, nice but I ain't going to buy it. I'm not rolling those well, dice to see. Some of you may know, well, all of you know, our, our I'm not going to say former friend. We just haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, our friend Damon from college. And him and I just drank a bottle of tequila together once. And um, let's just say that evening ended in, um, well, I'll just say it, vomit all over walls from me. So I was traumatized by tequila at a young age. And I haven't, every time I get a whiff of it, it kind of brings brings that memory back. So it's tough for me to even, even good, good tequila. I can drink good tequila, but. You know. you know what? Vomiting is a perfect segue into talking about this. <laughs> it debate. is. I actually planned this whole thing out. <laughs> so, uh, and, and to get to myself, I'm taking it easy here. I got a long night still ahead of me. I'm just drinking a nice little red stripe. And I had the good fortune, talking about people falling in the draft, I got the Donald at, like, number five. So I got Donald, and I'm also looking at uh, Marco Rubio tonight, who I'm uh, just going to tell you guys now I barely have any notes on. I didn't mention who I had. Oh, you I didn't. took Ted right. Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, number one in the draft, and I ended up last in the draft with John Kasich. So. John well, we go. got a ridiculous amount of speaking time, well, by the way. All right, we yeah, can, we, I thought I was going to have nothing on this. We guy. can immediately address why John Kasich got, got speaking time, because he's the governor of Ohio, and he probably procured this wherever this thing took place. I, don't, I know it was in Cleveland. So that but, runs completely counter my thought that he was banging Megyn Kelly. That is also an, a possibility. <laughs> I know who's not banging Ke- Megyn Kelly, and that's Donald Trump. <laughs> Hold on. 
I just do want to you say, know real that? quick. Do I don't know that. By the way, when John Kasich gets off of Megan Keller, you know he goes, hey, close O-H? Kasich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Was he ever a prosecutor? Because that would have been sweet. That would have been an awesome line. Yeah, it would for, be amazing. Like, if he was like a uh, on a TV prosecutor, like Matlock style. Kasich closed. That's That was Let's a better way it. to say it. All right. All right, enough of our puns. Well, it's not enough of our puns. We got Brian here. Oh, many more there puns will be more coming. puns. I think. I think we all know that. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll start. Well, first of all, let's just. I don't want to just be like the mainstream media and totally neglect the other candidates, even though that's what we are going to do <laughs> eventually. But there was the kitty debate, which Brian and I did live blog. Of course, you can find our live blog at lionsofliberty.com to get a recap of that. That'll be up forever. We don't take posts down. Uh, so we'll link to that in the show notes for the show as well, of course. And um, so what did, did anybody else watch the kitty debate like me and Brian did? I saw part of it. I had just got home from work and had to walk the dog and stuff. But from what I saw, Carly Fiorina seemed least bad to me. So what, but, what did uh, you like about Carly? Because I've seen a lot of people mention that, and I don't know. She didn't stand out as that much worse to me, but I also wasn't that impressed with her. So what did you think that was like slightly better about her? She just wasn't saying really awful things like, say, <laughs> Lindsey Graham or uh, <laughs> some right, of the right. others that I heard. That, that's where the bar is for these guys. <laughs> if you're not the worst person ever, then you're not that bad. Lindsey Graham was the worst. He was basically just like, we're invading everybody. That's what's up. I'm pretty sure he actually said he was going to go in into Afghanistan or into Iraq. Did he's going to lead the troops like they did that? in the Middle Ages. Like He's the king riding on the horse into Afghanistan. Yeah, We've got to track Iran. down that audio if he said that. I mean... <laughs> John Dobrik, get on it. Go find the Lindsey Graham invading uh, Iraq audio. <laughs> so wait, what about Fiorita did you like, uh, other than just the, the fact that she wasn't uh, ridiculous? Oh, I didn't say that I liked her. It just, they all seemed pretty bad. It was it was hard to watch. I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they all seemed, it, it seemed like a really vanilla debate to me. I mean, it, and which is actually, in a way, kind of nice, because it wasn't, you know, and the second debate had a lot of grandstanding, and they obviously were focusing on Donald, focusing a lot on a lot of his wild statements, and, and not as much policy. Whereas the first debate did at least kind of stick more to policy, which is in theory what you would want, but it bored the hell out of me. So, <laughs> what, what about uh, what about Rick Santorum? Did he say anything ridiculous? I haven't haven't heard anything yet. You no, know, I should really go back and look he at was, that live blog I spent hours doing. You but, know, uh, I was hoping he would say more ridiculous things. I think he had one statement that was a little bit absurd, but overall, I was surprised with his restraint. He he kept it pretty much vanilla. He didn't say anything uh, really insulting or crazy as he's kind of want to do. Wasn't he bragging about passing some law that was found unconstitutional? No, that is, you know, that's the one thing. Good job. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered the blog. That, well, by the way, I want to say Mark and I have been subtly playing the drinking uh, game, Liberty Rules GOP debate drinking game uh, that I published earlier. So we're a little bit in the bag. But, uh, yeah, he, exactly. He was like, you know, I I, uh, I put a bill into, into the Congress and it was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. He sounds nothing like this, by the way. Yeah, I was like, I is, that your, is that Hulk really Hogan, your Hulk Hogan Santorum. <laughs> Let, Let me tell, tell you something, brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, but a bill into Congress that he's like, the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional, but I said, no way, we're pushing it through anyway. I'm like, that's... Uh, that's probably not the best thing to do. He also said that he was a child of Ronald Reagan. So I, I found that interesting. <laughs> Literally. I, I, didn't, I had never known that Ronald Reagan had a secret love child and it turned out to be Rick Santorum. I heard that he had nursed off the uh, the breast that Nancy Reagan had cut off, and that's why she did. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, so why don't, does anybody else have anything? any comments? I mean, I like Rick Perry's glasses. Uh, Carly wasn't evil. We got that. Uh, who else was in this thing? We got a Jim who, Gilmore, who I literally. Who is Jim Gilmore? I've I never heard I'm of him. I'm not kidding. I thought I was no, on top. He used of, to be a Virginia governor. There He's you go. Not I, a good candidate. I thought I was on top of politics. I never heard of Jim Gilmore till we put the debate on. I was like, oh, there's this other guy. I never. Heard well, of. just because I live in Virginia, I didn't well, no, know who yeah. he was. I probably wouldn't any other way. But. There were literally ten people in the stands, so I thought they just were like, we're one short. Somebody come up. No one's gonna know. Just go. Bobby, Bobby Jindal. That's the other one. Who no, just, Bobby Jindal. Yeah. Who, yeah. Not to sound All racist, these people but drop out. It, it's. I hope no one donates money to them. It's such a waste. Right. <laughs> whenever I say, whenever someone says not to sound racist, it's probably is going to. But not to sound racist. But uh, he just reminds me of M Night Shyamalan. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? They, he that. looks a lot like him. I'm not just saying it because of the Indian background. I, I literally think he looks very much like M. Night Shyamalan. This is awful to say, but you know what? I actually think Jindal handled himself pretty well during it's not that not awful debate. to say. We can give credit. He did. I, you know, give him credit where credit's due. I didn't due. think he was terrible. Fiorina wasn't terrible. Uh, I thought that uh, Rick Perry 
just because he handles himself well on stage, and he's obviously done this before, so he's pretty good on his talking points. He handled himself well, and I thought that Jindal actually handled himself well. He didn't say anything that was outrageously, you know, again, nothing that you're like, holy jeebus, you know. Well, they're both former governors, so they had to have won an election at some point, so right. they cannot make complete well, fools of themselves. What about the revelation that, that Lindsey Graham has never lost an election? That's what really? he said. Yeah, he said he's he's no. never lost a race. So if he does not become president, history's going to be made either way. We're either going to get the first uh, <laughs> single president because he liked he bragged about that as well. How he's a single guy with like right. no, no wife and kids at the age of sixty. Fishing on, fish on Tinder. Actually, Grover Cleveland was single when he became president. All right, I was going to say yeah, yeah Howie with the first. facts. I put that out there just to see if anyone would shoot my facts and, down. And then he married a girl that was way way younger than him. But I guess when you're president, you can pretty much get anyone you want. You know, so a lot might of be Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Is he your favorite president? You know a lot about him, it seems like. He is my favorite president. All right. He also died on my birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, he's not the first. Maybe he was born and you came, like, you took his soul went into Howie, and now he's you. Well, it was, your, it, it was the same day that I was born. Not, it was years before I was alive, we, but... Well, I'm not, I don't know how, do you know how reincarnation works? I don't think it needs to happen, like, You're right, the same I, I year. E. Grover Cleveland reincarnated. Thank it's, you. Uh, there could be a delay, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the main course all here, right, all right? So we have so much the, time. The point is, we're not incredibly impressed with the, that, that set of candidates. I think we all agree on that. Well, I think you could. Here's the one thing, though: you could probably sub at least five of them out for five to seven people on the stage tonight, and there would be no difference in that, what they're saying. That's at very all. true. I think that's very true as well. And, and a lot of like what we'll look at with these guys is, I mean, honestly, a lot of their positions are not that different from each other. So a lot of the perception is really just how they come across, how they handle themselves on stage, which is a stupid way to decide the president. But that's kind of the world we're living in right now, and hopefully, uh. Hopefully some more uh, interesting podcasts and hard-hitting analysis from the Lions of Liberty <laughs> while they drink liquor will, will will help change the political discourse. You know, like you're looking guys at, at Marco Rubio's a cool Was that guy. another Santorum impression? I, no, I no, it was just me doing an impression of, I think it was Odie who said he was Her- a very good Harry Carey? It sounded like Harry Carey. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, so let's get right into the, the main event. Let's get right into uh, what they went right into and what they even made the seven earlier candidates address, which is, of course, the Donald. That's right. The, the I mentioned that the, the seven candidates all had to address, like, Donald Trump calling them all losers and if they had any, <laughs> any like, chance to compete. And they're all like, oh, yeah, he's rich, but whatever. Listen to us, too. That's my that's my summarization of, of seven, seven people's answers. Well, as question. the Rand Paul guy, uh, let me just say, I'm sure we all were pretty amazed that Rand Paul, he did this early on in the debate, and then he backed off a little bit, and it pissed me off, but he went after Donald Trump so hard right at the beginning of the debate. It wasn't even his turn to speak. He just attacked him on being a crony capitalist and saying that, you know, oh, Donald, you bought off politicians. I was like, good job, Rand, getting in there throwing some uh, some shivs into some livers, you know? I actually like both guys. In the, it was basically the first exchange of the debate. Well, except for that five minutes where they're standing awkwardly on the stage and, yeah. and Megyn Kelly and Bear, Brett Payer just were talking about how awkward it was and the candidates were looking awkward and then they again mentioned how awkward it was. Then they then didn't they go to break and the restarted the show at 6.02. Which again, Fox, fuck it, we'll do it live! Fox, Fox production was, was having an interesting time tonight. That's all I'm going to say. I know that as someone who works in TV production, I, I know there were screaming directors back there during that show. Because it was, it was effed. Fox, Fox was also having a. Sorry about that. Fox was also having a hard time freaking getting people to sign in and stream this. Signing in with with names, I was unable to sign in on the Fox website. So I'll have a unique perspective just the radio. Well, yeah, just you radio, can. So. There you go. So Fox Tech Service, if you're listening to the Lions of Liberty podcast, uh, hey, get on it. Yeah, exactly. Fox employees listening right. now. What were you gonna Fox say, Tech team. Going back to what you said, Brian, you know, I found to be kind of strangely refreshing that Trump fully admitted to being a crony capitalist on national television. He, he basically did. Did you, did you? Did everyone else notice that? I, mean, I don't know if he used the words or not, but he didn't use the but term. Basically, but he pretty much described it. He actually you, he used it as a reason why he should be able to solve the problem because he has exploited it. He is able to fix it, which yeah, he knows all the fa- all the. Cr- tools crony capitalists use to game the system so he can stop it. That was basically right. his, his argument. I mean, yeah. he, he's basically making that argument, look, 
these are the laws. That's how businessmen do business. They use the laws to their advantage. At least he's being honest about it. At least he's not saying I'm not a crony capitalist. I, I mean, he might not. He's not using the term about himself, but he's saying, yeah, I use bankruptcy laws to my advantage for business, which it's true. That is what everybody does because that's the law. I'm not saying it's right, but he's just at least you know he's not trying to kerfuffle around and act like he's not doing it. You know, he's basically making the argument. It's like when it's like when hackers get hired by companies. You know, after they get hacked, these these former hackers at the FBI, FBI catches them. They're like, hey, now hire me. I'll make your security better. That's Donald's argument for the country, though. He's like, hey. I've uh, I've done all this stuff, so hire me and I'll make it better. It's not a bad argument. <laughs> I've, I've heard worse. <laughs> yeah. It was probably his best argument of the night. <laughs> so let, let's just start on this first exchange, though, which I, I really enjoyed. Because right off the bat, Megyn Kelly, I think, or Mike Wallace, one of these guys, uh, just asks, will anybody on stage raise their hand and say that they will not commit to uh, endorsing whoever becomes the nominee and will will pledge not to run as an independent? And immediately Donald just raises his hand while everyone in the middle, while everyone else just looks at him. And I just, I mean, take it for what you will, but that moment alone, I just love that he did that because he's just like, no, screw these guys. I'm in this for myself. I'm not a lifelong Republican. I don't care about the Republican Party, which I, he doesn't, obviously. He wants to run for president, and I think if he fails in the GOP, I think he's already considering an independent run. I think he's not even said that. Um, and and the, the implication being, you know, if you're going to run independent, you're going to cost the election for whoever is the GOP candidate. And I found it interesting that Rand, this is where Rand immediately jumped in and, and attacked Trump and said, you know, he, he he's just here. He basically said the same thing. He's just he's just here to ride on the Republican coattail for a minute. Uh, he's not committed to these ideals that we we share or what have you. He's a he's a friend of the Clintons and yada yada yada. And I enjoyed that too. And we got the split screen of Donald and Rand like right off the bat. So I mean, I, I'm positive that that Rand's advisor said, you know, encouraged him to engage Trump and attack Trump because that's where the focus of attention is. And if Rand wanted to get attention, and it's true because he didn't get much attention most of the debate. No. If he wanted to attacking Trump was the way to do it. Yeah, he just ignored a lot of the debate, which especially on certain topics where it really just drove you nuts, you know, like racist or racism and race topics. He was not, completely ignored on the tax. They talked to Huckabee. They talked to everybody about tax. Like everybody's got this flat tax. Rands is the lowest. Rands is the most comprehensive. They ignored him on that. So that was very aggravating. But take back to the Trump. I will say this. Donald's positions absurd but there were many moments today what, where I, well, I, and I had to clap and laugh because he's so just like does not give a shit what, pos- what position do you think he has that's absurd as, as far as trump how about yeah. the old position of building a wall uh on, okay. the, on the border to mexico that's one all right yeah, I think that's, a little that's right. impossible. I mean, it's not only impractical; it's, it's impossible to build a wall the entire stretch along the Mexican border. That's well, not impossible. It, 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 just, uh, it would just yes, take a lot, a really lot of work and a lot it of money. Is so, lot it, of it would cost so much money that it is—it's implausible. It would never happen. Implausible might be a better word. Maybe. maybe. Hey, did you guys see in the news today how Bill Clinton like called him and like encouraged him to run when he was thinking about it, like? Is it possible that they are trying to help Clinton well, by I having think, him I run? think that's what Rand was referring to. He was like, oh, did he get – I think he actually said that. He's like, oh, did you get a call from Clinton today or what? something like that? So, yeah, I mean, he was basically implying that that's what Do you what think this could saying. be a big Clinton conspiracy to, like, sabotage the Republican well, Party? Hillary, Absolutely. Hillary did go to her his wedding. Yeah, he made that very clear. That was pretty funny. He's like, I invited her and she came. I mean, you can't deny that Trump is entertaining. It's all, it's yes. all get out. You know, as much as I disagree with him, like – I, I want to see him do well and keep being in the debates. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he did have some good points. I, Mark, you, you're the you're following. You're the I, Trump guy. I but was. He had some points where I was like, I could I could kind of agree with the Donald on that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't even name. There was one. no. I, points I wrote, there I wrote a lot of notes, but what, I don't see points in, in any of them. You know, I'll say one thing. He was right on when he knocked the honesty of reporters and how they twist statements and how they're they're not they don't do honest reporting. And I don't think they honestly report on a lot of people's statements, including a lot of his, even when I disagree with the actual statements, too. But um, he, I think he's he's right about. And I like that he goes after the reporters, like right off the bat. You know, he's just, he just doesn't respect them, and nope. they don't respect him, and that's just the way it is. And everyone else, no one else does that. No one else has that contentious attitude towards the moderators and, and the other reporters that, that the Donald has. And, I, I mean, if nothing else, it is refreshing. And well, I, there, one, there may be nothing else. But. I'll give you one point that he made that was really good, and I remember I, I blogged about this. It's uh, He said that the, you know, Obamacare... Basically, that it helps the insurance companies. The insurance companies are making all the money, and that's a you know a direct result from government intervention in crony capitalism. So he nailed that. 
Now, granted, we've already talked about the fact that he is himself a crony capitalist, but he's completely right in that the insurance companies are benefiting from this government intervention and forcing everybody to get health care. So in that regard, I was like, meh, golf clap, golf clap. And a, and a former and maybe still current supporter of um, of single-payer health care, which I think Rand called him out on, and then, then – um, Donald was just like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're having a rough time tonight, pal. Which I yeah, mean, he, 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 <laughs> he talked up a lot of so condescendingly like to him. Which, I mean, I don't, I'm not an unabashed rant supporter. I, I laughed. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right I, before that, right before that, he said something. Um, he, was, he was talking about healthcare plans, and he wasn't for a single payer. And then he talks about like another system to take care of the people left behind. But it doesn't say what it, that is. And that just kind of just got just washed over. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder what that system is. Is it yeah, a, I mean, a lottery or a, <laughs> he said, "I'll I'll help the people that can't get help in another way." Yeah, all these candidates look good. It's just like I'll do this. He's like, "Well, how are you going to do it?" You know, granted, they don't have that much time, but get, go into your plan. Oh, a little he bit. also said, "We need brain." <laughs> we need brain. And, and then he said, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be talking about illegal immigration, which is silly because that's an issue in every single campaign ever, especially yeah. in the GOP. So that's dumb. I'd, I'd still I'd vote for him over Hillary, though. Oh, I, I – yeah. I mean, I'd vote for anybody <laughs> over Hillary. Why do you have to vote for one of the two, though? Not to get off topic on no, this. No, that's but, it's totally on topic. Know. I would rather – you haven't heard the interview yet, but I interviewed a great guy, Steve Kerbell, today. He's running for the Libertarian nominee, a nomination for president. I'd vote for him or – Maybe even Gary Johnson over anybody we've seen today, right now, if they, including Rand Paul. Look, this is off topic. My old smuggler's here, and I'm going to go get it. So you talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> and go get it and do it quietly. Anyway, um, let's move on, I guess. Let's move on to Rand, right, while Brian goes to get his whiskey. Now, let's move on to um, – the funny thing is, I mean, thinking back, it seemed like a lot – I mean, obviously, look, there's ten guys. They're not going to be able to get a ton of time for everybody. We know that from the beginning. But a lot of guys – I'd say the most marginalized guys, to me – Seemed like Rand. Uh, ben Carson didn't get that much time, which surprised me because he's doing decently in the polls. And uh, let's see. Kasich surprised me with how much time he got. Who else stood out to you guys? I don't think Rubio got that much time. Um, who else? Anybody else well, stick I, out? Well, I was covering Cruz and Kasich, and I feel like Kasich got more time than Ted Cruz. He did. He definitely did. Kasich got a good amount of time, yeah. which, again, I, thought, I think it's just the hometown crowd. They, they wanted to give them their governor or whatever. I, I don't think they did too terrible job with the amount of candidates there were. It wasn't like uh, when Ron Paul is running and he literally, what do you get, like two minutes during a whole debate where everyone got yeah. tons of time? There weren't any like huge disparities like that. Yeah, I mean, Rand didn't but, get a much time, but there were other people who got as little time as he did. So I don't yeah. think he was necessarily unfairly targeted. Uh, Donald and, and Jeb seemed to get the most time, which, you know, they are the two. I mean, I hate the idea that we have to give frontrunners more time. If anything, you want to hear from people that aren't, you know, front-running as much, especially this early. But, um, yeah. I mean, knowing how these things work, it's not surprising that they focus more on Donald and, yeah. and on Jeb. Cody, you're a Jeb guy. and You're not a Jeb guy, but you <laughs> you, you were taking notes on Jeb. So uh, what stood out to you the most about the questions that Jeb was given? He probably got, I'd say, the second most time compared to Donald. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, I missed the first half hour of the debate, so I can't really weigh in on that, so I have to count on you guys that. And I was listening on the radio, so I can't comment on his, as Brian mentioned, his, uh, you know, in the live blog that you that, that we did, his stage presence. I don't know. I mean, he sounded to me, listening on the radio, he's, he didn't sound very smart. I don't know. Maybe when he's on stage, he looks a little better, but he definitely that aside. Looked, he looked comfortable up there. He holds himself very well, and as you, I mean, yeah, I the the American public is gonna buy the image more than the actual substance, you know. Yeah, for for the most part, I I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. But w- when you can just focus on the words, I mean, it kind of jumps out to you. Um, when they asked him about Iraq and about um, obviously his brother, you know, uh, being the president when uh, that that invasion occurred, and you know, he he answered it kind of in a weird way. Um, I, I thought at least, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm a Christian myself, so I'm not you know, saying that the prayer is, there was anything wrong with it, but he basically absolved any, um, you know, any problems he had with it by saying that when he was governor of Florida, that he prayed for the families and prayed with the families of people that were killed in, in the uh, military action against Iraq, which, I mean, that would, uh, sure, that's great. I mean, good, but I mean, that doesn't say something, you know, substantive. That, that doesn't that doesn't give you anything. That's not I an mean, opinion. That's just no. saying I prayed for all the crap, yeah, it's, it's just, crap my brother did. It's just did. fishing for people to say, oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, me too. 
Can we go back to Trump for one second? Because I really thought it was hilarious when Megyn <laughs> Kelly dominates this podcast. I know. Are we? Debate. No, it's like the debate. He might. <laughs> what? Just one more thing about Trump because I just forgot how funny it was when Megyn Kelly immediately her like second question to him was, "You've called women fat pigs, dogs, and like lists like seven <laughs> other things." And then Donald just goes, "Well, only Rosie O'Donnell." <laughs> <laughs> and then she went, "No, actually, on a bunch of other things on your show, The Apprentice, one episode, you said it would be great to see this woman down on her knees." and like all this shit so I really enjoyed that whole part that's all nobody could have answered that better than Donald either no I mean he just he just uh, he is happy to do it and he followed it up with what I thought was another relevant point that he made about political correctness now look you can go too far I don't think he should be calling women fat pigs and all this stuff but I mean I think the political correctness thing which we've talked about before is just gone to the extreme where if you say anything you gotta dance and dance around and make sure you got the right terminology like and it's if you like criticize obama you're racist that was thrown out by everybody yeah, you know basically. it's like pc shit yeah so anyway that, what, that's my last donald point for now till i think of something <laughs> for else now funny he did. for now <laughs> but what, one more thing on jeb or maybe a couple more things um when he was questioned about his role, uh, they were talking about Planned Parenthood and his role with the Bloomberg uh, Foundation. And, and really, I, I think um, his answer in itself um, really it, it didn't tell me a lot about you know not not even to talk about his views on Planned, Planned Parenthood or or abortion. But he was on the I think it said he was on the board of the Blue, uh, the Bloomberg Foundation. He didn't even know the budget and what they were spending money on. Yet he was on the board, which I thought was kind of an absurd thing. Just to admit that, and they asked him multiple times. I know, like the at, the at the very end, they asked him again. So, did you know this money was you know going towards Planned, Planned Parenthood? He said no. Which, I mean, that, that's just. I mean, do you want someone running uh, the country who, when they're on a, a board of a foundation, doesn't know where the money goes? Well, it's, it's just, just a check a, for him. He's not paying attention to the actual policies. You know, a lot of these people, your board appointments, you get you get paid for it a lot of times. I actually can buy that. To be honest, not I, I can buy it, but doesn't come, I, I it doesn't know. come across well. I, I, Maybe, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, my, my, yeah, my standards are probably too high, too high. But yeah, you're not going to find anybody that. Uh... <laughs> All right, and then a weird, long, <laughs> shaky breath as Howie uh, inserts the heroin needle and tries not to pass out. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Howie. In Howie's defense, I'm pretty sure he actually played our entire drinking game that you made up the whole time. I hope he did. So, <laughs> there, there might be a few brain synapses along the way here. <laughs> All right, so let me know when you get a full thought, Howie. Until then, any, any more thoughts on Jeb? No. Uh, Odie, uh, okay, well, I know you don't have any more thoughts right now. What, what about Odie? Anything else? What about the, uh, the comic book? Try to stop laughing. <laughs> Odie needs one of those brains that Donald was talking about. We need brain! Brain. <laughs> just, just one more quick thing. I, I, I was disappointed when they asked him about the name-calling with Donald Trump. You know, he, he probably did call him those names, and he backed off of it and, and said he didn't. I was disappointed he didn't. You what know, was the name they wouldn't say on on air? Asshole. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say uh, called him an asshole. Well, uh, luckily we don't have those kind of standards here at Lines of the. <laughs> I'm just pissed weird. off. He didn't go. You know, Megan comes like, "Did you say this? This?" And he said, "That's not what you said last night." <laughs> we <laughs> all wanted him to say that. <laughs> Wait, Donald called Jeb an asshole once. Is that right? Yeah, this, this just broke today. There was a, a apparently, you know, he he was talking to a campaign staff or something, and he said. Yeah, that bombastic, you know, blah blah blah, asshole talking about just just you know seven different words just just railed on him. Trump and said that course, about Jeb. No, Jeb said that. Okay, about yeah, okay, I saw. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay, I got to switch around. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Jeb didn't didn't own up to be like, yeah, I called him a clown. He's ridiculous. He's a buffoon. Right. Yeah. Well, Donald seemed to said he he really likes Jeb. He just thinks his brother was the worst. <laughs> we can all agree on that. That's a paraphrase. Point to Donald. Well, he did. That's another. God, I, I, I hate that I am the mainstream media now. I'm just going back to Donald. But he, he did say he's the only one that actually was able to criticize George Bush. And he basically said, look, those last few months or years of the Bush administration is what paved the way for Barack Obama. And that's true. Because, you know, there was no way any Republican was winning that 2008 election after the disaster of Bush. There just wasn't. So he does have a relevant point. Once again, ding, point for Donald. I'm not really a Donald supporter, guys. I know we should be on. keeping track of points, but we're not. That's so. your job, man. All right, you're moving the, on, moving you're on. You're the VP of points. On. All right, so do we need to let's talk more about Rand because we probably should. Hold on, I have a question, Mark. Why do you have you, he's Mark has written down who we're each talking about? Yeah. Uh, it me, Rand, and Huck. 
Yeah. Uh, Odie, Ben, and Jeb. Yeah. Howie, Christy Walker, JB, Tequila, and Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm, I'm I presuming that Mark tequila. was taking notes when we were talking about what we were drinking and who we were covering. I got those a little bit mixed up. I, that, no, tequila is my nickname hey, for John tequila's Kasich. Tequila's got a better shot at winning than Kasich does. So. Oh! Hey-o. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, that might be a cold open. I like the tequila cruise ticket. Tequila. It's, per- it's perfect for his audience. Come on. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, where were we? <laughs> okay, so what about tequila? I mean, John Kasich. Jamie, talk, to, talk about you, whichever guy you want to talk about more. How about that? Uh, God. Which I'll consider, I'll I'll consider off, an I'll endorsement start. of that guy. Don't make him choose. I'll start off with Chris because there's not really much to say about it. I At first, he's, the first thing he started off with was talking about the truth. And he pretty much opened by saying that he speaks the truth and ups himself as a contrarian who's his anti-lobbyist and special interests, and it took me all of two seconds to find that he's taken money from Goldman Sachs and several uh-huh. law firms during his time in Senate. Nice. So that's not really like starting off in a good foot. And but the point that really blew me away was when he was talking about like military and like the Islamic State and all that stuff. And he, in front of all these people, said that he's talked to like experts generals and like military planners and that they say which i believe that there's no real military solution to the problems in the middle east you can't just solve this with troops and bombs and he fully says he doesn't believe that and that's when it really me out of the water that this guy has no clue like you talk to the people who do this for a living and say you can't solve this with guns and bombs but he doesn't believe and i think that's the last person we need you know in the presidency again yeah i don't we don't need a guy that thinks we should solve everything with guns and bombs probably yeah it's not not very libertarian really unless he's talking about self-defense but i don't think he is so many of those candidates did uh, take that position though like huckabee you know it's like he took the same thing he's he's all about you know I, and this is from the president's profile i wrote him but he's all about boots on the ground and defending israel at all costs and iran can't have anything and go you know any option on the table kind of thing and so it's like, why don't you, why don't you acknowledge the fact that you know people are, there's there's other options other than just going in and, and destroying people, and it causes so much blowback. I just I don't get to JB's point why they don't listen to these people who have been there and have been convinced that military action just isn't going to work. Sure, I mean you can't. I mean, look, we can go on the foreign policy thing all day long, but you're you can't just bomb your way to better better to reshaping the middle east or something crazy like that i mean that yeah i mean i i think if there are actual atrocities you can argue for actually you know preventing atrocities but that's not what our u.s government has done ever in modern history they've been they've used either real atrocities or supposed atrocities to play out imperialist ambitions and a lot of the terrorism and problems we're seeing in these regions are directly related to that so more of that is going to logically cause more of the problems not less of them, not solve them. I think we probably all agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody's nobody's shaking their head at me for once on this one. I'm shaking uh, my head. Yeah, I'm kidding. What, what did Tequila think, think about this one? <laughs> what's what's Tequila's position on on foreign policy? Now let, let's 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 do, we'll do both JBs. We'll act like this is like a snake draft uh, or something. What's what's your what's your response to uh, John Kasich? He got a surprising amount of time for a guy who's polling at two point eight percent. Yeah, I was surprised, but he didn't say anything particularly mind-blowing in his time that he did get. I was actually surprised that he admitted to expanding Medicare in Ohio and that Scott free with all those people up there, which was pretty funny to me. But he focused a lot on budgets, and uh, he used all the, you know, all the good buzzwords like balancing budget and military and things like that. And he well, seems to be riding on Trump's coattails a lot during during the debate, too, which I found to be enjoyable. But other than that, I don't think he did anything that's going to rise that over this, yeah, that 2.8%. Well, what about the uh, the gay marriage conversation he had, though? I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really refreshing. He was just like, hey, it's if something like – if my daughters are, are lesbians, that's what they are. I'm not, I'm not going to love them any less. He seems pretty candid. I actually liked him. You know, believe it or not, I think as you mentioned, as- he uh, talked about budgets a lot when he was in Congress, I think it was like back in 97 when they actually balanced the budget kind of that one time. He was a big part of 
that actually getting done. I just had a flashback, Howie. I kind of remember us in college watching like Fox News and you saying you kind of like John Kasich. Do you think that happened? Yeah, he's or am not I making that up. He's no, I'm serious. This this, this did happen. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah, that yeah. that's what I got from him. He, he's not he's a not zealot bad. on like gay marriage and stuff like that. On the so he's not a zealot on the social issues, no. and he's more of a fiscal conservative. Which I mean, he's that's very much yeah. a moderate Republican. That's yeah. that's what I I learned from this debate. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say anything that like struck me as terrible. You know, I'm, 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 compared to like a lot of the other stuff people were saying up there. Not at all. Oh my God, are we are we endorsing John Kasich for 2016? There we go. It's here. <laughs> Tequila Kasich. Tequila Kasich. Kasich. I like it. Tune into like. Kasich plus and minus is next. Hashtag Kasich closed. Uh, come on, come up with a snappy pun for John, uh, John, a weekly John Kasich article. Come on. That's it. I just said it. That's done. Oh, case closed? That's, that's Kasich that's closed. Kasich closed. That's All it. right. That's it. We already used that pun. Come on. Uh, you're, you're a comedian. You're supposed to be able to think uh, of How about uh, say anything with, uh, with John Kasich? Okay, we're going to move on from this. <laughs> All right, so any more thoughts on, on John Kasich or tequila? Do you think John Kasich drinks tequila? Do you think John Kasich has ever had an alcoholic beverage? Let's start there, because I'm not I'm It's not Ohio. Sure. They all are doing alcohol. Yeah, They're all be honest. mainlining meth. It's, you know, it's Ohio. I'm pretty sure Trump was drunk. Here I go again talking about Trump. I'm pretty sure he had it like a gla- he had like that red face that some people get when they like drink like two glasses of wine, <laughs> or he just went to the tanning bed. He had a morning. flask hidden between the first and second layers of his hair. <laughs> oh boy, that would be awesome. A, a hair flask, a toupee flask. What about Chris Christie? Lions by of the Liberty way? toupee flask. Christie right. got a lot of time. How about the Christie and Paul thing? Uh... Let's that, toss it to our Christie expert. That was expert. awesome. That was awesome. This will be a good segue. We'll toss to our Christie expert, Howie, and then we can have uh, Brian maybe counter with some of the Rand stuff. Yeah, so what- I, I thought that was the, the thing that stood out the most. And that like emotional plea to 9-11 stuff, I don't think that's going to fly anymore, especially with millennials that are voting now. Now, aren't we past that crap that mentioned 9-11 to pull at heartstrings yeah, garbage? Yeah, I don't think that's going to work anymore. I think Rand definitely got the better of that exchange. Um, I think and he, he got some cheers there. Rand got some cheers for bringing up the Fourth Amendment and the Bill of Rights. Definitely. And yeah. Christie got booed big time. I mean, yeah. I, like I think Christie did the worst out of anyone up there. He said absolutely nothing of substance in that entire All he said was, hours. I want 26. He really bro- He really spent time researching or coming up with numbers on how many jets and how many, like, cruise battle cruise ships. Battleships. You think if Ted Cruz is president, he'll rename all the battleships to cruise ships? <laughs> <laughs> no? Ooh, all possible right. cold open. Hey, I don't know. All right. <laughs> I thought the one thing that uh, Christie said that was worthwhile was how he talked about what a big chunk of spending entitlements are, and they're not even, t- like, Carly talking about it at all. Like... That's true. I'll give him credit there. That is like you're talking about stuff that's you know small potatoes when entitlements are eating up so much of the budget. Yeah, it's- and I I said that in our life blog. Like I I, I think he's he's right on that one thing. <laughs> that's the only thing. But uh, as long but as he- baby boomers are voting, if he's gonna say something like that. He's done. I actually yeah. feel like he's trying to lose the election with all this anti-marijuana stuff he's been going on with lately. It's like, have, have you seen the polls and uh, what everybody in America has been saying? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's his way of saying, like, look, I can be a cultural zealot, too. But, I mean, I, I, can he I, can he really believe the crap he's saying about it's marijuana? It's not a winning strategy, I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, he's literally said he will, like, destroy the marijuana movement, like, yeah. if he's president. Like, I'm just going to crush every state where it's being legal, crush it on the federal level. I mean, I, the only I can't see how he can think it would help him politically, or how any advisors might tell him it would help him. So I have to believe he actually just hates weed for some reason. Right. Maybe well, he like, maybe he doesn't know it's available as edibles. Maybe. <laughs> well, look, and also it's going to hurt his box seats for Dallas Cowboys games. Have you seen Jerry Jones bulging veiny eyes? Oh my lord, that guy's smoking weed. But look, oh, yeah. to, to talk about the uh, the Chris Christie rant thing while we're on the topic, yeah, it, it was. Rand Paul, that was his greatest moment, I think, on stage, other than calling out Trump in the beginning, was that he destroyed Christie on that. The best point he made was when Chris Christie said, oh, yeah, I prosecuted uh, people that were terrorists. And, and Rand goes, yeah, but you didn't do it using illegal wiretaps. You did it with a legal warrant gotten from a court. And yeah. you went after these people legally. You didn't do it through this back alley stuff where they're spying on people and nobody knows. They're spying on everybody. And it was crazy how Christie's like, oh, no, how are we going to collect data if we don't spy on everyone? Oh, Which the, was yeah. the, the most ridiculous most thing Christie said. The, the most ridiculous thing Christie said was when he said, 
and Rand Paul's out in the Senate giving speeches about this and then posting them on the internet 30 minutes later. Like, he was so mad that Rand Paul's staff knows how to use the internet. Like, oh my god, how dare you post your speeches online? I mean, come on. What? Really? That's a criticism? You can use YouTube? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Please allow me to Google and read your speech. Yeah. No, it's 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 interesting that Christie has he, he's definitely you know pinpointed and zoomed in on Rand Paul as someone who wants to attack, and it's not someone he's going to take any votes from. I mean, people aren't going to flop from Rand Paul to Chris Christie. It's just it's a strange kind of strange dynamic that he's just focusing in on Rand. It seems like I pray more candidates focus on Rand. I I, I was going to say, I think it's great. He was attacking Trump over and over. Cause look, Trump's a front runner. Get Trump talking about you. Cause that brings you into the media. You know, the more people that hate Rand Paul and want to talk about him, the better because there's a million candidates in this damn race. So damn, send some hate mail to people, Rand, put some bags of claiming dog shit on everybody's uh, doorstep, you know? All right, H- Howie. What about your other guy you were watching? What about Scott Walker? Anything stand out from him? Surprisingly, he didn't really bring up unions at all. Well, we didn't drink, no, we didn't drink no for that drinking one. for unions. You know, uh, a few podcasts back, I think I mentioned that I thought that he was going to end up being the Republican nominee. I I do not think that anymore. He I think he comes <laughs> off as way too uncharismatic. He seems like an idiot. I don't. He just seems like he was kind of like, he kind of seemed like a kid at the bar mitzvah who, like, like their parents like, all right, you got to dress up to go to this thing. Just go up there. One of the worst I'm, things I'm I not going to lie. Was... He, he actually sounded like on the radio. He came across probably top five. You missed the first, wise. you missed the first half though. He was talking about did, how yeah. he doesn't believe in like having an exception for life of the mother for abortion and like, yeah. <laughs> like because it's like, wait, are you serious? So you really, you just let the, the mother die and <laughs> he stuck to his guns. It's. That's not who I want to be president. And uh, it also sounded like he's – if he would end up starting a war with Russia. I know he said he was going to be going after Iran first day, so I guess Russia might be later the first week. But, geez, I don't know. I definitely could never support somebody like that. Also, if I ever start losing my hair like him, I'm shaving my head immediately. <laughs> yeah, go Brian McWilliams that's, style. He, that's what I do. 20 on, 21 years it's, old. He's, he saw it and he took it off. To yep. That's exactly right. 21. I was like, done so. I Me? can't pull it off anymore. If I start losing my hair, See? I'm going to get pro- a toupee like Donald. Brian? Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes to get a nice vote. Don't count it out, McWilliams. Twenty. I don't even know. You know Twenty twenty four. We've let's never say. really had a serious shaved head candidate, have we? No, I want to be the first bald candidate. Sh- right, shaved well. heads only became acceptable, like I don't know, maybe ten years ago. I mean, before <laughs> except, if, if you had a shaved head, you were a Nazi, right? Hey, they did polls and they said women love guys with shaved heads. They look masculine and they look like uh, confident. So, so there you go. I will be the candidate. So not terribly impressed with Scott Walker, from a, especially from a libertarian standpoint, would we all say? No, he's terrible. He didn't yeah. say anything remotely liberty-based. Did he talk about Iran? Because he's always the one about talking about Iran. I, I, I don't remember hearing him talk about the Iran deal at all. Which he's is saying, bomb, 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 bomb. Oh, wait, that was another guy. Another year. Well, uh, I, did, uh, I didn't Iran? appreciate Iran's waffling on the Iran issue. It's such... Oh, it, it drives me crazy. To... That was very disappointing. Let, let's get back to Rand for a few minutes again, because yeah, he has for, he was he didn't get that much time. First of all, I guess that's not shocking. Uh, but he wasn't like marginalized in the way Ron clearly was in the past, and he wasn't really as tacked in a straw man way so much either. I think he, they treated him not that different than a lot of the other guys that got less time. So I, I think it, I can't really say it was terribly unfair to Rand specifically. Uh, but I really I really think he could have done more with that. I mean, look, he already said he's against the Iran deal, so he couldn't say he's not. But uh, I, I, it was a very waffly statement when they asked him about it. He said, look, I'm against the deal, but I'm not like these guys. I want to negotiate. I just didn't think we should negotiate and, and, and you know, and, until the sanctions – until they can prove that they're, the sanctions have worked. It's a very confusing stance he's taking because it doesn't make sense to say we can't negotiate until you are in compliance with something, but that they've been in compliance with for years. They've been in, in IEA – God, how do you say that? The International Nuclear – you know what I'm talking about, right? NAACP. Yeah, the NAACP. <laughs> They've been in compliance with international nuclear regulations this entire time, and no one's ever had any evidence that they're not. So it's ridiculous to say that we can't remove sanctions to negotiate until they meet any kind of requirements, because they're they're they've met every in this in the framework that's laid out internationally through the UN and the IEA. God, I gotta really do some of my research. Yeah. Well, and anyway, you know, I agree. He he it's, waffled. It's a good and, deal. But, but even well, so the Democrats like Schumer against him. Oh no, it's a it's a very good deal. But I will say this: Rand did speak out on a couple of good things in that 
you know, working in some of the positives in the, in, uh, I think it was the same time he had to speak, but talking about defunding, you know, taking back foreign aid, was that in the same time or was that later? I'm trying to remember. But, later, later, but that was a good thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just hit it now. Yeah, agreed. He, the Iran deal, he waffled on that. Again, he, he was right about negotiating with your, uh, your enemies and he dropped the Reagan Republic thing, which is kind of annoying. But, uh, but yeah, he did mention later on, that, you know, taking back foreign aid from people. And I was so surprised that he said that Israel, you know, he said, didn't back off the phrase. I said, yes, Israel, I say defund them if we can't afford it. Because I've, I've railed on Rand for supporting Israel and Israel, you know, any attack on Israel's attack on the U.S. So I'm surprised that he backed off of that and said, look, if we don't have the money, we shouldn't fund them. It's a great quote. I, I remember uh, live vlogging it. They said, you know, you can't project strength from bankruptcy, which is a great phrase yeah. and a completely accurate point. Yeah. yeah, that was a good line from him. Any more thoughts on Rand's overall performance? Did he did he make you more enthusiastic about his campaign? Less enthusiastic about well, his campaign? Anybody? Look, I mean, he had he had limited uh, exposure. I was pissed off he didn't get to talk about the race issues, but I, I was think... annoyed that he didn't get to talk about his, tax, his his tax plan, right? which is better than Huckabee's, yeah, if you I, ask me. I can't believe that either. It was his taxes the lowest of anybody, fourteen point five percent. And meanwhile, Huckabee's talking at ends about the flat tax, and the same thing. And Rand doesn't get a chance to speak. That was insulting. If, if um, Rand, if, if Rand can find a way to stick around until there's like six people on stage, I mean, he, he's going to stand out. But with that many people on stage, he, he just he gets you know diluted no, and washed away. It's true. And Huckabee, look to Huckabee's credits. I was you know I was the guy uh, monitoring Huckabee too. Huckabee actually made some good points. Like he didn't get into any of the really horrible things that he believes in. Like there was a point where I thought he was going to get into the whole. I will use federal troops to stop people from getting abortions. Thing. He didn't quite go that far. He didn't quite get there. He did reference like the fifth and sixteenth and like, yeah. six other amendments. To which he how actually, he would fight abortion. Shockingly, he made a good point on that though, which is about you know the rights of the fetus. Which is that's the big debate. Where does the where does the rights of the mother stop? At least he brought the, the word rights. rights. The I mean, right. no one else even brought that word and up. At least he's referencing the Constitution. So he had some, a good a good take on that. If you didn't get too deep in it, but he also you know his flat tax proposal was great. It's not as good as Rand Paul's, but he cited some really good points which is you know getting rid of the tax from the payroll and also how that helps to you know as far as illegal immigration goes the biggest issue there is that with coercive government law we're all getting taxed and illegal immigrants aren't because they're not on the tax roll so that flat tax addresses that so you know hell huckabee actually in my opinion came across very well tonight i think it was inappropriate he got so many chances to come across well but he came across well in his points he didn't come across as bad as i perceive him normally let's put it that way well he's he's a demon if you get it deep into it he he is all for military action he's all (laughs) he hates gay marriage he is opposed to gay abortion your gay uh (laughs) abortion by the way santorum brought that up recently if there was a gay abortion abortion doctor everyone's had a show he's like what if you could find gay's genetic and you find out your unborn child is gay and people would go and abort them then that's a good one he's like we're gonna have to stop that you wouldn't want that would you rachel (laughs) wait he said that he was saying like saying to rachel maddow like what if you found out your unborn baby was gay you wouldn't want people aborting them would you (laughs) wow that's a straw man i've never heard one intense but well anyway uh yeah how can be uh I yeah. kind of do want Santo to get up to the big debates just because he, he really is entertaining in these things. He's, he's so angry, too. He All right, we got a couple more guys I just want to touch on real quick, uh, and then we're going to wrap this puppy up because uh, we got things to do. Um, so my other guy was Marco Rubio. Um, honestly, I took two notes on him. One is that he said Amazon doesn't own a single store, and he seemed to think that was bad. I don't know. Or he was, I don't know. <laughs> he thinks Amazon should open stores. I don't really know. And then uh, he also has his ears look like they're from the Easter Island heads is my other note. So um, that's all I got on him. He solid, solid political. My analysis. point being, he didn't really stand out too much to me. I'll, I I'll, have, to, I'll have to rewatch that. I, I assume that was in, in the beginning. The Amazon comment was that the first half hour. Yeah, he was just talking about the changing economy and like how people are are finding themselves out of work and mom and pop shops and how Amazon's the biggest employer, but they or I don't know if employer, but whatever. And he doesn't. Uh, they don't own a single store. Or yeah. They don't have a single store. Well, he, like, he talked about that. He also tried. It's like he's trying to connect with the younger audience, even though he's hey, against Amazon, Amazon, which is ridiculous. Like, but he was like talking about how you know everybody else is really old. Essentially, was his point. Everybody's old. I'm young. And then he said he supports uh, you know technology advancement. Then, then he goes to say that Amazon doesn't have a store. It was like two different two different points that co- like collided with each other. Made no sense. 
Yeah. Um, and he didn't mention his Cuban parents ever, so that was a... No, he, yeah. he did. He did at oh, the very end. I think you missed yes, it in, in the that closing statements. Been... He did. Oh, yeah, I, yes. did, I, didn't, I didn't hear the closing statement. So what did he say? Did he say, oh, I'm the son of Cuban immigrants and therefore... He said his, his father was a bartender, I think, and yeah, immigrated from Cuba. Now he's on the stage and it's the epitome at of Club American Club Havana! Yeah, so. well, I'd Look, a lot go... of Cubans are on the stage. I've seen fantastic dance routines. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, I think we have one guy that we have not mentioned really too much yet, and that was a man who Odie wrote his presidential profile on and who I was interested to hear from because he's not a political animal. Well, he's becoming one. But um, I think it did show, though, that Ben Carson does not have much political experience. So, uh, Odie, what were your thoughts on Ben Carson of what you saw of him? Yeah, even even just listening without without being able to see him on stage, you came across as did you hear sort you could of, hear the awkwardness, sort of cautious and uh, yeah, very. He was not assertive at all. I'm, sure? I'm not sure he said anything of substance. Well, uh, he, he said a couple interesting things. I don't know if they had any substance to them, or um, you can be the judge. But when he, he was asked about waterboarding, and uh, he, he went on to say that that shouldn't be. You know, I, I don't know if he said something like that shouldn't be our enemy's business. What we do, we shouldn't broadcast that, which is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's either is it right or wrong? Are you for torture or against it? Uh, obviously, I guess he's for torture. Um, but then he then he did say something that that I agree with. He said that no, um, there is no such thing as a politically correct war. Which of, of course, I mean, wars are not politically correct. War, wars are terrible. They're they're awful. I, I agree with that. We, I mean. And Ben Carson, people, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he was against the Afghanistan and the Iraq War at that the time. He, Especially because he, he, he didn't say that. Yeah, no. I, I, don't know, I don't know why he didn't. But um, what well, else really, did, he, did, did you note the fact that it was, it was funny because you referenced the fact that he, uh, he talked about his, you know, the secret plans that, you know, we don't reveal to our enemies. But then later on, he's like, but I, if I was going to destroy America here's how i would do it it's like you won't tell us your secret plan but you'll tell us how you'll destroy america ben <laughs> all right guys um i this just what up, breaking news this just in it was just released the uh, the final talk times for everybody and uh this is actually really interesting especially considering that Rand paul had to butt in a number of times mm-hmm. Rand paul's total talk time was 10th place he was the lowest talk time at four minutes and 51 seconds the next guy above him was walker at Almost a full minute more than him, 5.43. Trump, I'm not going to read them all, but Trump was number one at 10 and a half minutes. So we can say it didn't seem like Rand Paul was way more marginalized, but uh, the numbers say that he, he got the least time. And and I'd say at least a minute or two of that was just because he butted himself in. So he didn't really – they definitely focused on him the least, according to yeah. uh, the stats. He had to be assertive. And, you know, kudos for him for being assertive. Uh, hopefully he'll get some more time in the future because, I mean – there's so many topics he could have butted in on or that he should have been addressed on. We already discussed those. But it shows you that, look, there's definitely a Paul bias out there. Anti-Paul. Well, this, this is Fox News, too. So, hey, I mean, I, you, you, you got to remember that as well. I mean, the, the Fox News Fox News has an audience that they're, you know, trying to direct the, the message towards. If you get on CNN, it's a little bit different audience. So, I mean, he, he might get more time on, on CNN. Or if, is there even an MS? Does MSNBC have debates? I don't even know. I, I bet they'll host one of the they'll Democratic have the debates. Dem- they'll have the Democratic Which we will also live Hillary blog, and, uh, for the record. We will live blog. We will do reaction shows every debate, as far as I'm concerned. If we can get a libertarian debate, we'll do that, too. By the way, is Bloomberg running? No. Because there's yeah. – uh, during this debate, well, if you're watching either. the TV, they had several anti-Michael Bloomberg Yeah, I thought campaign, that was interesting. Uh, like, it must just ads. be some political action group that bought ads on the, on the debate. But he's not even running. He hasn't even announced that he's it's running. Some, he, I think it's against his – he's pushing for some kind of gun laws or something, so it's against that. I'm on Fox's website right now. It's it's weird that they don't have – like last election, they would always immediately afterwards have like the poll. Who do you think won the debate? Not this time. <laughs> they learned their lesson with Ron Paul. Yeah. What about, what about Drudge? I bet Drudge has that up. Drudge, that Drudge likes Ron, uh, Rand Paul, so I, which I, I like about Drudge. He gives him credit, and it seems like he likes him, which is a pretty powerful platform. All right, guys, we got to wrap this puppy up, but because uh, we we worked hard to uh, gather together, it's l- getting very late for some of the uh, the East Coast gentlemen. But we wanted to get this out as quickly as possible. Um, but we're gonna wrap things up before we go. We're just gonna give uh, go around the room. This is a room in my head. I don't think I've heard from JB in about forty five minutes. So we'll start with <laughs> JB. We're just gonna get your your final thoughts. If anyone, just let me know if anyone you know looked better to you, anyone looked worse for you. Has anything changed in your mind based on this debate? 
Well, nothing really at all changed. Uh, John Kasich surprised me because I didn't really care about him at all until he fell on my lap in the draft. But, <laughs> you know, he, he surprised me. I like him a little bit more than I did yesterday. And Chris Christie, I think, is the worst out of all of them. And it's not even close. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Howie, what are your thoughts? So I went to Drudge Report. They do have a poll. They... The people that voted on this think Trump won with 38.96%, and Paul wow. came in second with 11.02%. All right. Wow. I can't, I mean, now that's not the, bad for a guy that got like less than half the you time. Missed, you missed Ted Cruz. They, they got Ted Cruz at 1399. Oh. So. oh, shoot. Wow. Uh, I guess, yeah, Paul's there. Wow. That's Sorry. surprising. They don't have these in order. Yeah, they're way out of order. Christy, 1.38%. One, 1. Wow. That's good. It's, it's good to see that. Authoritarian, totalitarian attitudes are getting the least support. That yeah. that makes me happy. That's, That's a, a good, positive sign. Well, Scott Walker's. Yeah, I know, but, yeah, Chris, but Christie was the most outward with that stuff yeah. to me. Um, any more thoughts, Howie? Anybody impressed you? Were you impressed by Rand? Mm. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was the best. He tried. He, he, I, he tried. Rand impressed on the NSA. He Look tried to get in there. He impressed on the NSA, and he was fired up about that. It was yeah. great. I mean, he got four minutes and fifty seconds. He's, right, still, yeah. he's still stringing me along. I haven't given up on him yet. All right, string it, Rand, Rand Paul, stringing you along <laughs> since two thousand ten. Uh, let's see, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Howie. Um, you know, I wrote that article uh, today that talked about the you know, looking back, reminiscing on that famous rant or uh, Ron, Paul, Ron Paul, Rudy Giuliani moment in 2007 in, in that debate, and you know the, that foreign policy clash. And I was hoping to see something like that from Rand today. We got a little bit of that from from Christie, and I, I was glad that he engaged with Christie. And I guess he did with Trump too. I missed that part at the beginning, but um, the. His his uh, you know talking about the Iran deal and uh, waffling on that and the lack of time is disappointing. And outside of that, I I don't know if I really see another candidate. I I know you guys are talking about tequila, uh, Kasich <laughs> as a uh, as a uh, you know moderate candidate. I'll have to look into him. But tequila Kasich, that's my current support. Yeah. But the, TK. These other guys are. I mean, they're they're, they're they're horrible, really. I mean, when it comes down to it, and and Trump is. I mean. You, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe some of you are a little, you know, feel a little, little better about Trump than I do. I just think he's a, you know, pretty much a, a crony and a scam artist, just trying to, um, you know, boost his image well, and. Uh, I don't feel better about lay this into of, something else. I, yeah. I, I don't think he gives a shit about America or about improving this country one no, bit. I, I agree. I, I don't. I don't say good things about Trump because I think he's someone I want to vote for or support, but. I will say, and this is why I think he's polling so high, the way he approaches this stuff is refreshing, even if you disagree with the things he's saying, because he is not acting like your typical politician. He is just coming out there saying whatever comes out of his mouth. I don't really think he is filtered by advisors at all, and for better or for worse, that that does come across as refreshing, and that, I think, is why he's polling so high. And uh, I think that'll probably change uh, as things go down the road, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see Trump Clinton, Trump back, Trump go out and bow out of the race to let Hillary get in. I don't know. Maybe it is a grand conspiracy. Brian, what are your final thoughts after, like, seven hours, it feels like, of this today? Well, to counter it, I like I said, I think Trump, Trump, I think Trump is a <laughs> bit trunk, trunk. of a buffoon. Uh, however... He is refreshing. My God. I mean, honestly, I would still choose Trump over about 80% of the field that was on that stage right now because his positions are a little bit less uh, insane as far as pushing America out there and imperialism. So, uh, you know what? I I find Trump to be uh, ridiculous but palatable for now. I still think he's an idiot. I thought Rand Paul was good. He was aggressive tonight. He got no time to speak. So it was disappointing in that regard, but his Chris Christie thing was awesome. Uh, that Those are sound bites that they can use. Those are hopefully will fire people up. He got a big round of applause for that. So overall, good job to Rand. Trump, uh, ridiculous but entertaining. And Kasich, I, hey, he's he's growing on me, even though he's still not my, uh, my favorite. Well, if Kasich can... <laughs> If tequila pushes Kasich out of the cruise tequila ticket, then I don't know. I have no point. My final thoughts are that I have, I am debated and politicked out today because this is the seven hours after I first started live blogging the kitty debate. Uh, I've 
feel like I really didn't learn much new tonight, to be honest. Uh, I, everything Rand did, I, I already kind of knew what his position was on. The rest of the guys all seemed pretty cookie-cutter. Only guy that stood out in a negative way was Christy, and Donald is Donald is as Donald does. But if you did not know Rand's positions, did you learn anything? If you're a casual um, viewer who tuned in to watch the Donald, sure. what did you take away? Okay, that's a good question. Then, I'll, Yeah, I mean... It depends on what maybe where I'm coming from going in, but if I had any kind of inkling about the Fourth Amendment or privacy, and I was you know against the NSA stuff, he would be the only one that stood out as someone who would take take a bold stance against that, you know, against the uh, the spying and so stuff. That's something so. we have to think about. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, this is true. You know, the, our perspective people, is not going to be the massive, same. As yeah, this is a massive audience, so people might not be here. They might not pay attention to Rampo. They might have seen it the first time. Be like, you know, goddamn, Rampo taking it to the man, protecting my Fourth Amendment rights. So much. All right, guys. Well, I think we've done the world a service today, frankly, by sitting through hours and hours of debates and doing live blogs and doing reaction shows. And uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to do this for every every political debate that airs anywhere. So we're, we're locked into this thing. Gosh darn it. And, uh, you know, our next show, this is going to be Monday's podcast. Hopefully it'll be on, on YouTube sooner than that so you can find it there. Uh, but our next podcast episode after this one will be in uh, my Thursday show next week. And that will be featuring another candidate, Steve Kerbell, who's running for the Libertarian nomination. And I can tell you, after already speaking with him, that uh, he is vastly different than all the guys we listened to today, including Rand Paul. So I look forward to that. Uh, until then, folks, come on and join me, guys. I know you want to. Until then, live long!